The Colorado Equals Security Podcast is your local source for regional security news, local events, and interviews with key individuals in the region. Now, here are your hosts, Rob Reck and Alex Wood. Welcome to Episode 6 of the Colorado Equals Security Podcast. This is Rob Reck. And this is Alex Wood. And we're here doing the newscast for the week of uh, March 13th. So, Rob, what's going on? Well, daylight savings, right? This is a, we just had daylight savings, so it is an hour earlier right now than it should be. I'm later. awfully tired. How about yeah. you? I'm awfully tired as well, yeah. I, I expect to be for several weeks until my body adjusts. Saw one of those social media um, memes going around saying that heart attacks go up by 24% and accidents go up by 17%, all, all these bad things as a result. I know that there was a bill at the, the Colorado State House to try and get rid of daylight savings time. Right? But it, it failed, so we will continue to have it for at least another year. Probably the supporters um, weren't able to wake up the, and get the, get there in time to, the, to vote. I was gonna say, you know, the, the big time lobby. They, <laughs> they, 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 they were against the bill. The, the, the lobbyists for the for the for the clocks, the clock changers lobby. That's All right. right. Well, let's dive. Let's go ahead and dive into the stories here. Um, top of our list today is Radio Shack is going bankrupt yet again. Yeah, you know, this isn't a, a particularly big security issue. But I know when I uh, when I worked downtown, if you just from being a geek, if you ever needed a cable or you needed a, you know anything that was you know sort of out of the ordinary, there's a, a Radio Shack on 16th Street Mall that you know you could always depend on having things that you needed. Yeah, that that I think Radio Shack is a big part of a lot of our childhoods and lives growing up, and especially the nerdier you were, the more it was. Um, it, we don't know which stores necessarily are going to be closed yet, but the the one on the mall that you just mentioned does have a big "everything must go" s- s- uh, sign on it, giving us the at least it, the it's a good impression that it might be, yeah. might be closing. Yeah, it might be closing. Yeah. Uh, next on the list, um, there was an article that was published um, about DDoS preparedness. Um, there's some people that may or may not be in this room that were part of making that article. Yeah. So Sam Massiello, the CISO over at Teletech, and I uh, helped prepare this article. Uh, really, kind of giving enterprises a the basics on what is it you need to do to get ready for uh, potential DDoS attacks. So we're not going to go through the details today, but something you might be interested in. If you're not ready, if you need to start thinking about how to how to get ready for that, take a look at the article. Yep. Big news this week uh, in the security world, uh, Vericode was acquired by CA, Computer Associates. I guess it's now CA, right? It's, it's not no computer. longer, it's not Computer Associates anymore, it's yeah. now just CA. So, so neither of those are Colorado companies, but we do have a pretty good sized presence um, for CA up in Boulder when they bought Rally Software a, a couple years ago. And Vericode has been a, a huge supporter of the Colorado community over security community over the last five or six years. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting move. Um, CA seems to be definitely getting into the, the, the DevOps, um, you know, more of that, that type of, uh, of mentality. And I think getting Vericode to integrate with that whole process, I think is a really interesting play. Yeah, so Vericode, for, for those who may not know them, they do static analysis, dynamic analysis, uh, runtime analysis, third-party software analysis, really application security throughout the different stages. Um, anyway, hopefully good news for everyone at Vericode. I'm, I'm sure that those guys who, who founded it, who you know, we know Chris Weisopel, who keynoted RMISC last year, and um, Andre Gaeta, who's the account executive here in Colorado. Hopefully, you know, good news for all of them. Congratulations to the whole Vericode team. For sure. Uh, next on the list, uh, SendGrid acquires a San Francisco company called Busy. 
So again, not a direct uh, security acquisition, but we do know the security team for SendGrid. They're you know, obviously based here in Colorado. Dave Campbell is the, the CISO over there. Good guy. He's been in the, the community a long time here. Yeah, and just good news for SendGrid, right? It's nice to see the local the local technology companies in Colorado growing. Uh, they're real well known everywhere, and and hopefully keep keep growing and, and keep doing their work there. For sure. The CRN Security 100. This is a, a an annual list uh, that goes through and says what are the cool vendors in each of what five different categories, right? I think they've got uh, network security, they got SIM and threat detection, endpoint security, identity access management, and uh, uh, web, there's the email, web email, and, and, and something yes. else, right? Yes, exactly. So five, five different categories. So we have uh, four different uh, Colorado companies that made the list. Yeah, so uh, ProtectWise was on the list for network security. Uh, Logarithm, under the, the coolest SEM and threat detection category. Uh, WebRoot, under endpoint security. And Ping Identity, under the identity and access management. So nice to see the Colorado companies well represented. Uh, and hopefully next year we, we, we get even more, right? And I think a little bit like the uh, the Cybersecurity 500 from last week, I'm not sure exactly what the the CRN 100 means, but definitely being recognized is a good thing, yeah. right? Yeah, we, we don't know how, how subjective and how objective it is. You know, it's cool vendors, not necessarily growing or big vendors. Um, this is, in, in a lot of ways, it's, it's content generated for the sake of generating clicks, right? And... Uh, Nothing wrong with that if that's your business, um, but it is nice to see if, if you're going to have a list that the Colorado companies make it. For sure. Uh, next on the list, uh, WebRoot partners with Casia. Um, before seeing this article, I wasn't uh, familiar with Casia, uh, but they seem to do um, IT management. They have a platform that, that automates those kind of tasks. Um, so WebRoot is integrating with that, that uh, platform. And the play really is to help get WebRoot integrated for managed service providers here, right? That That's the goal is that um, as, a, as a managed security service provider looks to extend, you know, around either endpoint security or threat uh, threat intel feeds, that they'll be able to use WebRoot. Yeah, for sure. Good for them. Um, so next, uh, Dale Drew was named to the top 100 CISOs for 2017. Yet another list, right? And And you know, we don't know exactly how they come up with all the folks on the list, but Dale Drew, who we really respect, the CISO at level three, um, is being recognized as being one of the, the forward-looking CISOs in the country. Yeah, and uh, he was the only Colorado CISO on that list, so the, hopefully there should be some more there in the future. I'm not sure why I wasn't on the list. Yeah, the present company here maybe uh, maybe got overlooked. <laughs> uh, but in 2017, you know, 2018 really, Hopefully we can get talk to those folks and make sure they know the great things that are happening at a lot of the companies in town, um, and, and and I think we have you know five or ten different CISOs in Colorado who who are worth taking a look at there. Yeah, so if you made the list, come talk to us. We feel slighted and we need to make sure to set you straight. <laughs> uh, yesterday was the CCDC, or this weekend, last weekend was the CCDC, the the Rocky Mountain Cyber. Uh, collegiate defense competition. We've talked about this for a while. Uh, we, we have a link in the show notes about about how it went and and all that. Now, I just want to once again, you know, as we close out this year's event, say thanks a lot to Regis for supporting. Thanks to all the volunteers who got out there to make it work. And let's really, um, you know, rally around the the education of, of collegiate students and, and 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 young folks who are looking to get into security. Yeah, we continue to hear more and more about how there's a, a talent shortage, how we need more workers. Um, getting folks in college interested in cybersecurity 
and, and obviously these are some of the best and the brightest that are out there competing, but we need more and more of that to help uh, mature the, the industry. The Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference registration is up. Um, so this went up just a few days ago and we have early bird registration open until April 15th. So you're gonna save some money if you get registered before, before tax day. Um, and I think we, we've already kind of talked about all the keynotes there. So now it's just time to go get signed up. I, I think I'd also note that um, if you're not a member of ISSA or ISACA, it may be worth your while to join one of those organizations because there are, there are member discounts for RMISC as well. You can sort of double dip and get your, um, your ISSA or ISACA membership and get to RMISC for, for just a little bit more money. Yeah, actually, it's less money for ISSA this year. the The pricing was put together such that I, I think you save 150 bucks by doing, um, by being a member of ISSA or ISACA, and at least ISSA costs 120 bucks to join. So you save 30 bucks plus you get free meetings the rest of the year. There you go. Uh, there is a new section added to our website to Colorado-Security.com. You want to talk about that, Alex? Sure. So we added a, a section. Um, you know, it took us a lot of uh, sweat and hard work, but we did it. <laughs> Um, about the, the, the security companies in Colorado. You know, that's one of the focuses that we have. Obviously, we, we talk about them a lot. Um, but I think we have uh, 18 companies there on the page now, Rob. Yeah, there's, there's 18 companies on the site where we have a short description of what the company does. We have links to their main page, their press releases, and their jobs links. And, of course, we know that there are more than 18 security companies in Colorado. Or, actually, we've, we've learned as we've gone through this list. Yeah. Um, and if you're a company that's not on that list... Uh, reach out, let us know. We'd love to get you included. So if anyone ever tells you that, that doing web development is a is not a blue-collar job, I'd ask you to come come over here and try and figure <laughs> out how to, how, to, how to edit a template for, in this CMS that we're using. It's, it's definitely been a challenge for us. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. And then finally, um, you, you may have noticed if you've been to the website that we have a, um, a subscribe li uh, link at the bottom. You know, you can put in your email, email address and sign up for our mailing list. Um, we would encourage all of you to do that if you want to keep in contact with us. And more specifically, we're going to be putting out a, a survey about, uh, about the podcast, about what we're doing, just to get feedback from the community out there, make sure we're going in the right direction, see what people want that we're not already doing, see what we're doing well, what we're, what we're doing poorly. So if you want to contribute, make sure you get your email on that list. Yeah, get signed up in the next week, and we'll, we'll put out the survey shortly thereafter. We're also, each week, along with releasing the podcast, we're releasing a mailing to the, the folks who signed up to the mailing list so you can be in the know on what comes out and get the show notes delivered to your, to your inbox. All right, let's go ahead and take a look at what's going on this week in the Colorado security community. Uh, on the 14th, uh, which is Tuesday, the Cloud Security Alliance has their March meetings, and, which is a CASB overview, and they also have their board of directors elections. Yeah, so if you want to be involved, uh, get to that meeting. Uh, maybe you can be on the board of directors. On, uh, on the 15th, there's a free application security for developers course. Um, this is sort of the, the pre-training for the Snowfrock conference. And that training is actually being led by Jim Manico, who, I mean, he's one of the premier application security um, teachers in the world. So this is, not only is it a great teacher, but it's free. All you have to do is go sign up for it. Yeah, Jim is a fantastic teacher. I've had the chance to, to join one of his similar courses in the past. He's going to give hands-on technical training, it's really targeted for developers. So if so, you want to try and get this over to your development team so they'll start to understand how application security works in their area. I know I've passed it around work and, and I expect to see quite a few folks from Ping show up there. Uh, now Thursday, Thursday is basically the biggest day in security all year round here in Colorado. We have uh, 
five different events going on, and, and a few of them are, are quite big events as well. Yeah, so first we have the ISACA monthly meeting. Uh, I'm not sure the topic this month, but, uh, you know, regular monthly meeting for them. Yeah, and, and then we have the full-day Snowfrock event. So we've ta- been talking about Snowfrock quite a bit. And, you know, yesterday, the day before, we have uh, the, the training. Thursday is going to be a full-day conference uh, at the Cable Center at DU. Going to be kicked off by yours truly, giving the, the keynote. And then a couple of, there's three different tracks throughout the day, including a hands-on track where you, you spend all you, your time actually doing hacking and, and really getting into the technology. Uh, also on the 16th, the CTA C-Level at Mile High this is their annual executive level event. Um, it's in the evening, I believe, on the 16th. Um, so if you're an executive and want to be involved in the, the technology community in Colorado, this is a, a perfect event for you. And then SecureSet that evening uh, has a, a talk with a malware reverse engineer from Silence, Devin Bird, kind of walk, talking through how to do uh, malware reverse engineering. Awesome. Um, so the... There, you know, you can t- take a look at our website or take a look at the show notes to see all of the events coming up in the next week and, and in the future. There's one other one coming up that, that was posted this last week that I want to call out specifically, though. On April 19th, ISSA is kicking off a new Women in Security Special Interest Group, and they're going to have their first uh, kind of introduction meeting that evening. Yeah, so I, I think this is a, a really great uh, beginning. So if you have interest... Yeah. In women in security, I think you should definitely attend that event. And if you want to have a have a say in what does the the program look like, this is a good time to show up for sure. So uh, on to jobs for the week. Uh, first on the list, um, we have talked previously with Drew Labo, who was formerly the CISO of Denver Health. Um, he has since left. I believe we mentioned that in a previous show. Um, but uh, now that job is posted. So if you want, if you have healthcare experience and want to be the the CISO of a healthcare organization, that job is out there. Uh, Molson Coors is hiring their VP of Global Internal Audit. Um, so if you want to drink beer and check IT, uh, <laughs> check IT controls, this is the job for you. Uh, Ping Identity, uh, Director of Infrastructure Operations. Rob, you have more information. Yeah, this one? this is a, a huge strategic position for Ping. Uh, this is the person who really runs the cloud infrastructure, um, AWS-centric, someone who understands you know, the, the microservice architecture and deployment, really the, that modern uh, infrastructure stack uh, headquartered in the cloud is, is someone who would be, be good for this. And there's a lot of integra- uh, integration with security. I work with this person very closely. And uh, if you're interested in learning more about the job or applying, reach out to me. So if, uh, if you want to work with Rob, um, but maybe not for Rob, then this would be a... <laughs> A good job. Uh, Wells Fargo's hiring an IT senior lead auditor. Uh, FireEye, industrial control system security consultant. Webroot is hiring an advanced malware analyst doing research. Yeah, you know, and um, looking at that one, it does say advanced malware analyst, but looking at the, the post itself, it does have sort of a lower level number of exper- uh, years of experience. So even if you're not a, a senior, well-seasoned uh, research analyst and you want to be in research, that might be something to look into. That's great. Uh, we have Alliance or Allegiance Consulting hiring an IoT security analyst. Yeah, and I'm not familiar with the company, but it, it looks to me like a like a staffing company. Um, so we don't know who the, the end company is, but IoT security analyst sounds like a cool yeah. job. Uh, First Bank, Associate Analyst in Information Security. Uh, again, First Bank, a local company here in, in Colorado. So yeah. if you want to do security and financial services, that'd be a good place to look. And then Alchemy Security is hiring a cybersecurity junior analyst intern job. This isn't 
fantastic way to get your foot in the door. Jobo, who's the I don't know, president, owner, founder, CEO, whatever he is over at Alchemy, uh, great guy who who will help you, you know, learn learn the ropes, get your your feet under you in terms of security to to really launch a new career. Yeah, for sure. And then last on the list, um, there are a number of security companies in Colorado that have jobs that are open. These aren't necessarily security jobs, but we thought it was uh, interesting in the fact that if you want to work for one of these Colorado security companies, there are definitely uh, opportunities out there. Uh, Ping has 17 jobs open. Red Canary has seven jobs open. Uh, ProtectWise, six. Webroot, 17. And Logarithm, 14. So lots of stuff out there. Yeah, we have links to all of the... Uh, their career pages in the show notes if you want to take a look and and uh, go see, go see what jobs are available there. Awesome. All right. Well, that takes us to the end of the uh, of the newscast. We're going to go ahead and go over to an interview with Rock Lambros. Rock is the ISSA chair for RMISC this year. That means jointly with um, with Rick Lucy from ISACA, he really puts on the conference. He's in charge of all of the details of it. So you sat down with Rock and really kind of talk about what's going on with the conference and. Give, give a little bit more detail into the event, right? Yeah, and we talked a little bit about uh, some things that you've already heard about, but also, you know, how they do the planning and all that that sort of thing. So I think that should be interesting. And then we actually are going to do two feature interviews this week. After Rock's uh, kind of short interview, we also have a short interview with Colleen Murphy. Colleen is the president of I, uh, ISSA Colorado Springs, and she talks about what does the Colorado Springs chapter look like? What are they doing? And, and actually, I was surprised. There's quite a few things that the Denver folks can really get value out from um, from what they're doing down there. So take a listen and see if that's something you might be interested in. Great. All right, with that, we'll go ahead and sign off. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Alex. This is Tim Coogan, Chief Information Security Officer of Denver International Airport. Welcome to Colorado Equals Security for Colorado Security Professionals by Colorado Security Professionals. You know, one of the main reasons that I, I wanted to come talk to you was uh, not because what you do during your day job, but what you do, um, you know, other times. So uh, I wonder if you could tell me a little bit about, you know, one of the other roles that you have with the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference. Yeah, absolutely. So I am the ISSA chair of the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference. Um, if you don't know, Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference is the largest security conference in the region. It is put on jointly by the Denver ISSA and ISACA chapters. Rick Lucy is my counterpart on the ISACA side. Um, this is the second year I've been chairing it. Um, I inherited an absolute mess by the, from the last guy who was chairing it, which happens to be Alex Wood. <laughs> Just kidding, Alex. And uh, No, but, it, but it's been great. It's been a, a lot of fun. The last two years have seen a tremendous amount of growth in the conference. Uh, I think you guys have mentioned it on a previous podcast. It's uh, moved to a second day of, of, of full briefings. Um, we were just shy of 1,000 attendees last year. My anticipation is that we'll, we will definitely cross that threshold this year. Um, and, and it's really, you know, to drive some valuable education and networking opportunities. Uh, kind of started out throughout the Denver community, but has really expanded into a, a, a really good large regional conference with some really, really good content. Um, I've been also been on the, not only have been, I chaired it, but Rob has been responsible for programming in the last few years. I've been on his committee helping him. We've turned down some really, really good talks just because of space. Um, so it's, I'm excited to see that the, the word's kind of getting out there. 
a lot more people are submitting talks for it. A lot more people are registering. A lot more people are coming from out of state now. Um, New Mexico, Texas, uh, uh, you know, just the Rocky Mountain region, uh, Utah, Wyoming, that sort of stuff. So, Awesome. So for the maybe, you know, one or two people that are out there that, that don't know about the Rocky Mountain Information Security Conference. Both, for both of them. Uh, for both <laughs> of them. Um, would you just talk a little bit about the format? You know, you, you mentioned that it's going to an extra day today or this year. Um, so, so what is it that we're going to see? Yeah, so it's uh, May 9th through 11th at the Colorado Convention Center here in downtown Denver. Uh, the first day is what we call kind of the pre-conference uh, sessions. They are, you know, half-day or full-day trainings. Um, I think we've got a session this year on, let me think if I can remember all this off the top of my head. Um, pretty much architecting your cybersecurity workforce. Uh, that's a half-day session. Uh, that's really geared towards uh, kind of like manager, anybody who's managing security people, right? Uh, there is a, a, an executive leadership forum that's uh, put on by Ernst Young. They've been sponsors of it for, God, I don't know how many years. Um, so, and that is really geared towards CISOs in the area or, you know, CISO responsibilities. Um, you know, in the last couple of years, we've also expanded that to try and include chief audit executives as well. So that way we can talk about, you know, how do, how do we as a security community work better with the audit community and vice versa? Um, because really we're there to, you know, we're all after the same goals, right? You know, a, a lot of us in the security community tend to see audit as adversarial, Really, I consider internal audit as, as, you know, friends who are trying to keep me out of trouble. You know, you external auditors out there, that's a different conversation. But anyways, <laughs> um, and um, there's uh, Ben Tomhave is doing a full-day session on DevOps and DevSecOps, which is really cool. Obviously, those are two, two buzz terms, but really kind of changes the mindset of, of what we think of traditional kind of security architecture and implementation and how we interact with the business and get baked into business processes into the development life cycle um, and how we can be, uh, again, another buzz terms, but lean and agile in our thinking in our implementation of security controls. Um, and then Evan Wheeler is coming back to do another uh, session on practical risk management. It was wildly successful last year, which is why we've asked him to come back. And... I believe ISACA is working on an audit course, but that is to be announced. Awesome. So that, that's pre-conference sessions. Yes. And then uh, the two uh, the two days of general conference sessions, you know, typical breakout sessions, uh, we've got several tracks ranging from incident response to architecture, security management, audit risk and compliance, a career and emerging trends, uh, application security, and then... Uh, um, also, we have some really, really uh, interesting keynotes this year. So, first of all, it's going to be kicked off all by Governor John Hickenlooper. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and now credit to your partner, Rob Reck, in getting that lined up. Uh, he will be kicking it off Tuesday night, uh, May 9th at 4 p.m. at the convention center. Um, you know, he may speak for five minutes, he may speak for two hours. We don't know. But it's always a, a, a good talk. He is really IT savvy. Um, and he also spoke at RSA this year. Yeah, and I know, you know, Governor Hickerlooper has had on his agenda uh, cybersecurity 
you know, they've been pushing that a lot in the state, so it'll be interesting to, yeah. to hear what he has to say. Hey, you know, the National Cybersecurity Center down in the Springs, and how that's all going to tie together, be interesting to see how that gets staffed and, and what kind of public-private partnerships come out of that. And then uh, Jeremiah Grossman, a uh, big name in the industry. Um, he's with, uh, formerly, of, I believe, White Hat, but now Sentinel-1. Um, he'll be the keynote right after Governor Hickenlooper on Tuesday. Uh, Wednesday morning, we'll be kicking off the sessions with Cal Fussman. Cal Fussman is not a traditional, he, he's, not, he's not in the security industry, right? But he has done, he has interviewed God and country, from Mikhail Gorbachev to, to presidents to actors and actresses. And so he'll have an interesting take on uh, kind of what he is seeing as, I'm guessing, kind of the cultural landscape uh, how security kind of fits into our day-to-day lives. And then, let's see, oh, Andre Durand, Wednesday night, he is the CEO of Ping Identity. Uh, you may have heard that company reference on this podcast once or twice. Great Colorado company. Great Colorado company based uh, right here, a block from me in downtown Denver. And then John Kindervag, he is a kind of a field CTO for Palo Alto Networks. Um, not sure what he's going to be talking about yet, but he's always a good, good, uh, good listen as well. And then to close off the conference um, on Thursday night is Josh Blue. And for those of you who don't know Josh Blue, no, he's not a security guy. He is a comedian. He was, um, he was one last man standing, or last comic standing, sorry. Um, and, you know, he's, uh, he's disabled and, and uses his, his disability as part of his act hilarious right so you know come join us make sure you join us for the closing keynote we'll have a bar we'll have some food it'll be a good time to kind of wrap up the conference i think also appropriately you know josh is out of boulder you know local person to help uh, support the local conference and again going along with the colorado equals security uh theme that we've got going on um that that sounds awesome sounds like we got some great content um i want to jump in a little bit about uh, not the, the sausage itself, but how to make the sausage. Um, so uh, I wonder if you could talk a little bit about the planning process. You know, when do you guys start actually planning for this conference and what does it entail? So we actually start planning in September. Um, and it entails well several different committees that we kind of try and, and, and break up the work for, you know, ranging from sponsorship to, to programs to marketing um, and then just the, all the logistics of dealing with the convention center and the different vendors, uh, vendor management uh, required to really just put off a conference of this size. Uh, you know, food and beverage to audiovisual to stage setup, right? Um, we, have a, uh, we have a planning partners, uh, iPlanet. They're awesome. We've been working with them for years. They deal with a lot of those logistics. You know, thankfully, because we're all volunteers, we don't get paid. All right, this is like our, our night job, as Alex mentioned before, and and really planning a conference like this is a full time job. So we started September. The conference is in May. Um, you know, we opened a call for papers, got an insane amount of submissions this year. Uh, Rob has a very good process in place to churn through them, down select them get them all scheduled. In the meantime, um, you know, we have volunteers co-calling sponsors, right? 
Uh, we have several different sponsorship packages. A lot of the Colorado uh, companies have been awesome in supporting us over the years. Um, if you're a Colorado security company and have not sponsored it at CFRMIC, please reach out to me and Alex. We'll get you in touch with the right people. It's a great opportunity to get in front of your peers um, and to kind of get your name out there uh, within the Colorado community and really the, the region. Um, and really, from my perspective, I, I, I honestly can't take any of the credit, right? It's all of the, the volunteers uh, on the different committees, the sponsorship committee particularly, right, just really putting their ears to the phone, their keys to the key, their fingers to the keyboard, emailing sponsors, uh, vendors, all, all, you know, all their contacts and, and trying to bring them on board. All the, all the money that we make out of the conference uh, goes right back into the chapter, Right? And that's why uh, we always say it's the NISSA chapter can provide, you know, the, the free training some members we do throughout the year um, and, and stuff like that. And so it, it's, it's really satisfying for me uh, to, to kind of not sit back and watch, but to be able to kind of coordinate all the different aspects and see it all come together. Um, again, the, it, the volunteers are key. Our, our planning sponsors, our committee, or uh, conference sponsors are key. And, again, for me, it's very satisfying. Yeah, and I, obviously I know from experience um, it does take a whole lot of work, nine months of planning. Um, it, it really is satisfying once you get through it. And I really appreciate and want to thank you for your, your support in, in doing this. So thanks for that. Well, I, I thank you. I'm, you know, I kind of made a joke earlier, but I thank you for – for not handing me a grease fire, right? It was, you know, a lot of, you know, the those gears were, were pretty well greased. So awesome. I appreciate it. So um, I know recently that uh, registration opened. Yes. I don't know if you want to talk about that and, and what folks can do if they want to register for the conference. Yeah, so registration uh, opened this week. Uh, we have early bird pricing available until April 15th. Uh, just go to the website, rm, rmisc.org. Uh, the, the .org part is very important, <laughs> um, and there's going to be a big fat click here to register link at the at the top of the page. So, um, and there's you'll see different pricing for ISSA or Stockholm members versus non-members. Uh, at least from an ISSA perspective, we have incentivized you to sign up for ISSA. Right? So you'll find that it's a better deal to sign up for ISSA and then register for the conference than it is to pay for the non-member price. So. I encourage you to do that. Again, all the money we make from the conference goes right back to our ISSA membership. Um, and then, you know, uh, yeah, early bird closes April 15th. Um, and then, um, you know, prices go up from there. So, Awesome. Um, and I know you mentioned it several times. There's lots of volunteers that help with the planning. Um, how are you guys doing on volunteers? Do you guys still need help? Um, if someone wants to help out with a conference, what, what should they do? If someone uh, wants to help out with a conference, definitely reach out to, uh, go ahead and reach out to me, uh, rock.lambros, L-A-M-S-M-A-R-E-B-S-M-B-O-Y-R-O-S, as in Sam, at markwest.com, and I'll get you in touch with the right people. Awesome. Uh, well, I think that's all I had, Rock. Appreciate your time. Um, for those of you listening, rmisc.org. Whether you want to register, whether you want to sponsor, you can find all the information there. Um, great conference, and again, I, I thank you for helping organize. It really is the best conference around. 
Granted, I'm biased, but I can say <laughs> it anyway. Um, any closing thoughts, Rock? Come to RMIC. It'll be a good time. Um, oh, I, you know, I think, uh, one, you know, one thing I'd like to get out there every time I give any talk is uh, there's definitely, a, as we know, there's all a talent gap in the security industry, right? And it's not just a, a number shortage, but it is quickly turning into a skills gap shortage. So even though me as oil and gas, you know, I, I say the industry is kind of old school. Um, we as security professionals, everything is turning into code, right? Everything as a service, software-defined networks, X-defined, software-defined anything. I came up through the infrastructure ranks. I think a lot of us in, in what Alex years and my generation came up through the infrastructure ranks. Um, I wish I took more coding classes in college, right? So I would I would encourage you all to start looking more at application security. Start actually looking more into um, coding classes. Uh, mobility, mobile security is gonna is is key. Cloud security is key. I always say if I were to start a new company today, I would buy zero infrastructure, right? Everything would be in the cloud. So. You know, I, I, I hope to see future generations uh, coming up out of school with more coding knowledge, whether it be from an automation, just a scripting perspective, being able to deploy massive environments in minutes versus months, you know, that sort of stuff. And then understanding just how code impacts security, right? It all starts with the code. Anything we try and secure, there's bits and bits and bytes behind it, right? So... I just encourage you all to start focusing more on that. Awesome. Good advice. Thank you. Well, thanks, Rock. Appreciate your time. Have a great weekend. Happy St. Patrick's Day. Thanks, everybody. We'll talk to you next week. All right. This is uh, Johan Hyvenet at uh, hosting.com. And this is Colorado Equals Security. All right, this is Rob Reck, uh, and I'm here with Colleen Murphy, the president of ISSA Colorado Springs. You guys have been uh, one of the larger chapters in the world for quite a while. As I think most of the listeners know, I'm also the president of ISSA Denver, and um, yep. we, we are two, I think we're actually one and two in the whole world now. We are, um, we are. We. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, we have a lot of good stuff going on in Colorado between our chapters. Um, so this is a chance for us to kind of share what you guys are doing down there uh, over the last... Uh, you know, since the podcast began, we've been highlighting the uh, the activities you guys do, but I haven't had a chance to really get real specific on what you guys are focused on. So that's what we're here for today. So, you know, as a starting point, um, why don't you kind of tell us what ISSA Colorado Springs is like, where, how long it's been around, and what you guys focus on. Well, thanks, Rob. Really appreciate you inviting me up here. The Front Range has a very significant influence on ISSA International. We've got a lot of cyber professionals in the state of Colorado, all up and down the front range. You guys are, I think Colorado Springs is pretty well known as being the, the government or defense hub uh, area. Is, is that what you guys focus on in ISSA? We have a large government slash DOD focus in our chapter, but we also have a lot of education mm. um, perspective and a lot of commercial industry and defense contractors. So we've got a lot, but you're correct. It's it's probably more heavily towards the DOD federal side than perhaps the Denver chapter is. But because we have several installations, we've got the Air Force Academy, Fort Carson, Shriver Air Force Base, Peterson Air Force Base, 
uh, Cheyenne Mountain. So it's it's heavily DoD. Yeah. So what is your you know what is your focus as as a chapter? What is it you guys are you know doing on a regular basis and you're trying to drive toward? One of the biggest things we focus on, I think, is training and giving back to the membership. We have several initiatives that are ongoing every year with mini seminars, Security Plus you know, seminar, and a CISSP seminar. Those are pretty much our training mainstays. We do mini seminars most every month. Hmm. They're just on a Saturday morning for three hours, and we present one or two topics to give people a career broadening perspective and allow them to do some professional networking and get some continuing education credits that they can use to help maintain their certifications. Those have been a big hit to our membership as well as the public because we've opened them up to just any cybersecurity professional that wants a little bit of career broadening. And, is um, there so those uh, mini seminars? Those are usually on a monthly basis. You said, right? Um, and and I, I know your your website has the details on what they're doing there, and we'll continue to to share those as well through Colorado Equal Security. Um, is there a, a fee to attend those if you're a member and if you're a non-member? No, right now, Rob, they're free, and we expect to continue to have them as free because we want to encourage that collaboration and that career broadening to the greatest extent possible. We've had topics on the risk management framework. We've had presentations on in, um, ICS, industrial control systems, SCADA systems. We've had presentations on career progression. We've had presentations on payment card industry, a wide variety. And we take input from membership as to what they would like to hear, have a, a, a presentation on as well as people that want to get an opportunity to speak, they propose different topics. Right. So, so, it so it sounds like for, for folks in the Springs area or who, who want to make a trip over there, not only is this an opportunity for them to learn about whatever that month is, it sounds like you're looking for folks who might have something that they want to share and, and in a longer form than, than a normal chapter meeting. And I know right. Denver it, and Springs, you, we both have similar formats in that you get about an hour to present normally at a chapter yeah. meeting. Um, whereas this whole this three hour uh, block gives you a whole lot more wiggle room, right, to to do some interesting stuff. It does, although sometimes we'll set up two speakers okay. for the three hours, so each one has about an hour and fifteen or an hour and a half. So we had Route Nine B come in in November and give a presentation on things that they deal with um, as a cybersecurity company. Right. We right. we do two meetings each month, most months, so that. Members that can get, get away at lunchtime can attend a, a membership meeting. Those that can't can typically make uh, an evening yeah. dinner meeting. And is it the same content for both meetings? Or are they yes. Kind of separate? Okay. No, it's pretty much the same content. Um, myself and the vice president of our chapter and a couple other key board members will attend both. Hmm. And we'll give basically the same chapter events, chapter management overview and then we try to have a guest speaker each time right. for about an hour, hour or so. Sure. And um, yeah. And then I know you you guys have a couple other. I mean, the the big thing you guys do is your August conference, and we we're starting to talking about that here on on the podcast. Do you want to talk to us about that and what your vision for that conference is? Well, the August conference is our cybersecurity technology and training forum. 
that's a two-day conference that we do the end of the month. This year, I think it's on the 30th and 31st of August. And we're just now building our speakers and uh, getting confirmation from speakers. So I don't have anything firm to say who's coming to the August one. We usually have that in, um, I think it's the Doubletree Hotel down on the south end of town. Yeah. Two tracks maybe um, over the two days. Somewhat focused a little bit more on training opportunities, but a variety of guest speakers. Sure. Um, We don't have a specific theme yet for that one because it's still, you know, four or five months out. We're still kind of focusing on our March conference right now. Sure. So So why don't you tell us about the March event? Okay, the March conference is called a Cyber Focus Day. It's a one-day conference, and it's held at the University of Colorado in Colorado Springs. And um, the speakers on it are all firm. We've got, um, coincidentally, we have the CISO for Denver, mm-hmm. the city and county of Denver. Steve coming. Corey. Yep. yep, Steve Corey. He's coming down to give a presentation on... Um, Let's see. It's the election one, right? The election hacking presentation? Yes. Yeah. Should we be afraid of the Russians? Yeah. A case study and collaboration from the 2016 elections. And we also have uh, the president of federal engineering, Infoblox Federal, coming. We have, um, that's Paul Parker, by the way. We have Lynn Van Arsdale from um, Health Information Exchange Innovations. We have um, Michael Sweet. I can't pronounce his last name. Everyone's an insider, federal director for Exabeam. And we'll have vendors set up too, so there'll be um, a separate section where Expo people can walk basically. through and see. Yeah. Sure. So so you have the, the March event, you have the August event every year. Well, as a chapter, is anything else to highlight that you guys are doing? Well, we also do, in October, we do a one-day event at Peterson Air Force Base and a one-day event at Fort Carson. These are cyber awareness and technology days. So more of a technical exhibit, and it's on the military installation. Okay, so we do those in October. Prior to that, though, we host two Security Plus seminars each year. The first one is going to be in April April 1st and April 8th. It's a two-day seminar on two sequential Saturdays, roughly six hours each Saturday and we go through all of the Security Plus material. It's a good review. We don't really teach it, but it's a very comprehensive review of all the material that CompTIA looks for on their exam. That's taught by chapter members, volunteers, who hold the Security Plus certification or a CISSP certification, and they basically present the different material. Yeah. Usually, maybe one instructor for it for two domains for Security okay. Plus. And the second Security Plus seminar will be in June. I think the dates are the 3rd and 10th of June. And then we also hold a CISSP seminar in the August-September time frame. That one is over five Saturdays, alternating, though, so you don't lose five Saturdays in a row. It's every other Saturday. Correct. So, like, the 29th of July, I think, will be the first day of the CISSP seminar, and then it's every other Saturday for five Saturdays, a total of a 40-hour seminar to cover all the material in the CISSP. And uh, that's also taught by volunteers within the chapter who hold the CISSP and have had it for, you know, a few years, and we split that up have sometimes two or three instructors per domain 
so they can kind of tag team and help each other out. And um, so we've done that for a number of years. We do that once a year, though. That's that, great. It's a, it's a big resource. It and, is. I, and I know as in, in Denver, we've been talking about trying to spin that up and finding the volunteers to teach it is, is a challenge. It's a challenge. Um, we a have a training committee that's probably 20, 25 members hmm. that have offered up their time to, to teach these seminars uh, yeah. at different times. The Security Plus seminar, because we have so many excellent volunteers, we can offer that seminar for $40. Hmm. And we that's also amazing. make it open to the public. Okay. So not, you don't have to be a member. You of the do chapter. not have to be a member for the Security Plus seminar, because we want to use that as an entry point into the cybersecurity career field, and hopefully, they see the benefits of it and become members. But forty dollars is yeah. is nothing. Okay, it's an excellent review. If you're thinking about getting a certification, it's a great way to step in, get exposed to all the material, find out if you're ready for the test. Or if, well, no, maybe not. I better go back and read this chapter again because I don't really, I, I didn't really understand that. Yeah. So you will know by the end of that two-day seminar if you're ready to sit for the exam or not. Now, the CISSP seminar, we do want you to be a member by the time you take that. Sure. But even that seminar, we only ask for $125 yeah, it's for a 40-hour seminar. But again, it's because we have so many amazing volunteers that have offered to do this, and uh, it's gotten rave reviews and great feedback. You know, I, I, I'd, frankly, I'd say if you're not a member, and you don't, even if you don't live in Colorado Springs, get down there and, and take this class if you're looking to get a CISSP. Even with an hour-long drive, it's a, that's a really great value. It is. Um, we think so, too. I mean, it's been a huge selling point for our chapter. Yeah. And we also, space permitting, we will allow members to sit through and audit the seminar, per se, to if they need CPEs. Oh, really? Okay. That's great. Now, for CISSP, that's fairly easy to do because we usually have a few empty seats. Yeah. For Security Plus, that's harder because that actually tends to be standing room only each time we offer it. How many people do you allow in? For Security Plus, we usually have 20 to 25 students okay. each time. CISSP, we probably have about a dozen students each yeah. time. No, it works great. Those are the huge, very significant mainstays of our chapter. Well, that's fantastic. I, I, another thing that I know you guys do, and I'd love to hear you tell us a little bit about, is, is a mentoring program. Um, I, I assume that, you know, especially folks coming into, into the Security Plus courses or coming out of them, that might be a good fit for that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about the mentoring program? You Excellent. Started. You read my mind. I was just going to try and get the mentoring program in here a little bit. We started this last year, so we have a mentoring committee, and I'm not sure how many members are actually on it right now, but probably at least a dozen, if not 20, mentors who have um, basically been cybersecurity professionals for a few years at least, and they're willing to meet with other chapter members and help them identify the career path they should take, give them some feedback, give them some lessons learned as to what they've experienced, what's, you know, a good way to approach different things. It, it's worked really, really well. I'd say for anyone who's new to security listening, this is a really viable way for you to advance your career. Um, 
it's not a there's no hidden formula here right you you, you go do it you, you spend the time get to know the folks and, and you can you can really achieve your goals um the the biggest thing you need to do is you need to take it seriously and show up with you know with questions you know show up you can meet your timelines do what you say you're going to do and whether you're in denver or you're in colorado springs there are folks who are who are willing and happy to help you be successful in your career it's a good thing to take advantage of and I would tell to everybody, keep in mind, cybersecurity changes every day. So nobody's an expert. It, it, all, it helps all of us if we share what's going on and, you know, different career paths, what's worked for some and worked for others. Yeah. There's no, there's no book there's, answer. Right. Yeah, there's, there's not one right answer. So, so I, I'd like to ask you about you a little bit. You know, how, how long have you been as the president of the board and, and how did you get where you are? And maybe you just kind of go back from here. Well, I've been the president of this chapter for, what, about seven weeks now? Yeah. <laughs> so I just got elected in as of January of this year. But prior to that, I was the vice president for training in our chapter, held that board position for two years. And prior to that, I ran the CISSP seminars myself for a couple years. Sure. So I'm very familiar with our training initiatives and kind of helped keep them going and grow them a little bit. And um, Luke Ingerman has now taken over the training side and is, you know, is just exploding the, uh, the training opportunities even further. Right. But um, so I've been with the Colorado Springs chapter since 2008, I think it was. Um, and that was when I sat through the CISSP seminar hmm. as, as one of the regular students, became a member because of that. Wow, that's great. And continued my membership, took the test passed after you know the first time the seminar was was a big help in, in that and uh, have just continued since then and um, it's been fun I mean you meet so many wonderful people right. and um, it opens a lot of doors for you a lot of professional networking a lot of good opportunities a lot of training the whole do you have anything that you're thinking you'd like to expand into in the springs any any ways that you think you're going to be able to add more value going forward Actually, what you said is one area that we're looking to get into is to provide a little more of the hands-on technical training. Yeah. We started building a relationship with Route 9B in the hopes that we could leverage them, and we'll, we'll still continue to talk to them about it. But I'm interested as to how you managed to work your technical training aspect. Was that yeah. membership or was that a sponsor or a vendor or, or yeah, so, what? So as a general rule with in Denver, we do our very best to avoid having sponsors ever talk at anything. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, that, you know, at, at RMISC, our, our big conference in May, um, we don't prohibit them from submitting to CFP, but there's, you know, frankly, there's a bias against vendors. And if there's a, someone who's a non-vendor who's gonna, who's offers to talk about some, a topic, they're gonna get preferential treatment. Um, but at our chapter meetings, vendors aren't allowed to talk. At our trainings, we've never had a vendor talk. I, I could imagine the possibility that we might at some point allow a vendor to do one of those since they are, frankly, they have a lot of great talent. They um, do, yeah. But it's, it's really hard for a vendor not to sell, even if they come in saying they're not going to sell. We had a, an example a couple years ago where before I took over the chapter um, where we had um, a vendor, who I don't think I need to name here, uh, give a talk. The, the whole talk was they didn't mention their product or their or their company at all through the whole talk. All they did is they d described a problem. And at the end, they, they described this problem. And it's a real problem in such great detail that everyone in the room had to say, 
well, how do you solve this problem? And then the speaker's answer was, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't talk about that because that's what we do. <laughs> and, and, you know, it, the guy, I really don't believe the guy intended to, to, to turn it into a sales pitch, but that's, mm. just, that's just what it was, right? So anyway, uh, that's off topic. But back to your question, how do we find the... How do we find our, our presenters? It's mostly from from members, members um, too, yeah. and and it's and it's from our network, right? People who we know. Hey, you're really good at this. Would would you be willing to come talk about this? And yeah. as a chapter, we will kick in you know an honorarium for those folks because it is a full day out of their schedule that they're that they're you know usually taking vacation from work. Um, so we'll we'll try and make sure we have a little bit of money to do that, and and of course we find a sponsor to help pay for the event so right, we can do yeah. so. No, that's true. The sponsors are, are awesome. They they really do a great job, and they help us stay afloat. Right. But um, we've had real good luck with our sponsors, and we've had them come and give different presentations, and we've all pretty much done a great job at having them give information with very, very little product or marketing um, as a result. It's a fine line. It, it, it is. It, it is. can be a challenge at times, but we, we've done... We've done quite well, I think, most of the time with that. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So, you know, I, I kind of put it out to you. as You have this audience right now, hopefully, you know, throughout all of Colorado. Um, any message you want them to, th- to hear about Colorado Springs and uh, a call to action or, or anything you want to you share? I guess the main thing I would share to everybody is, you know, take a look at the news. How often do you see something about cybersecurity in the news nowadays? The president is focused on it, and he's only been in office, you know, six weeks, seven weeks. Cybersecurity is, is exploding around us everywhere, and the state of Colorado is becoming a a hub, shall we say, for it, with the National Cybersecurity Center being established. Yeah. Okay, Gov- Governor Hickenlooper pushing that. That's why we say Colorado equals security. It does. <laughs> so... To everybody out there, if you're in cybersecurity, stay current. Take a take a look at everything that's going on. Be aware of it. If you're not in cybersecurity and you're looking for a career path, it's wide open, folks. There's a lot of opportunities in cybersecurity in a wide variety of um, forums and industries on the health side, the financial side, the uh, security education and awareness side as well as the techie side. Yeah. And um, so it's a, it's a great opportunity for everybody. And it you won't get tired of it because <laughs> it changes all the time. Well, fantastic. I, I appreciate you, you finding the time to, to talk with us. No, that's great, Rob. And for any of the Denver chapter folks who may be listening in, all of our training is, is open to all of you folks too. So, um, you know, keep that in mind if you're interested in CISSP seminar or Security Plus seminar or mini seminars. I know it's a little bit of a drive, but our two cities keep getting closer and closer. It's going to be one city eventually. (laughs) It is. And really, um, Rob and I are trying to uh, increase the collaboration between our two chapters because we are so close to each other and we are so large and have so much going on. It, It only benefits both of us to leverage each other's abilities in every way we can. All right. Well, Colleen, thanks so much for your time, and we'll look forward to talking to you soon. Great. Thanks a lot, Rob. Bye-bye.
Learn more about the Colorado security scene at colorado-security.com, where you can see information about local security groups, a calendar of upcoming security events, and learn more about Colorado equals security. Reach out to Alex and Rob by emailing info at colorado-security.com. Until next time, remember, Colorado equals security.